welcome to this episode of Magical Mystical Journeys. This is Andrea St. Amand, your evidential psychic medium. I'm here with my two co-hosts. Hello, hello. This is Amy Renee, practitioner of shamanic arts. Hey, everyone. This is Katie Valentine, your Christian minister and metaphysical teacher. All right. Well, we're going OG this episode. We're going back to our roots on this podcast by exploring an archangel, which we have not done for a good number of episodes. We have had numerous requests from listeners for this energy being. So here it is, the Archangel Gabriel. So cute. Yay, Gabriel. I feel like we should have some like trumpet music we should celestial. incorporate some sound effects into the we should uh, yes that's <laughs> different from me wooting the <laughs> <laughs> gabriel's horn is blowing how's that right <laughs> okay so katie amy is gabriel a being that either of you work with or connect with on a regular basis just curious for me no this is actually a very uh pretty new being for me so it's been um fun to to connect with like I don't want to say it but the energy has been very profound in certain ways so yeah for me not regularly but sporadically so in my in my mentorship program I actually have a whole like Gabriel meditation partly because Christians come in and they know Gabriel because mm. Gabriel so well known in the Christmas story so it's an obvious kind of first connection especially a lot of Christians are really nervous about connecting with angels in general because they feel like they may be worshiping angels or that it's not allowed. So Gabriel is a really nice kind of intermediary for them. And then Gabriel shows up somewhat, I mean, to me, spontaneously, I'm sure it's not spontaneous to Gabriel um, when I'm working with people. So from time to time, but but not an angel that I just sit around and kind of call upon. Although I'm not sure why I just haven't. I don't have a particular reason. What about you, Andrea? Uh, nothing. Before we really start focusing on this episode, I I know nothing about him. Nothing. I have never run across him. I don't even know stories about him. I feel like I should know the reference you're making to the Christmas story, like how he plays in that. I don't. I got nothing um, until this until focusing on this episode, and then this energy was really loud and clear and wonderful. So I look forward to hearing your all's personal experiences with him. Um, but I didn't even know any legends or pop culture stuff about him. And Katie, you're going to fill us in a little bit about how he, how he does come up in, in the Bible. Yeah. Totally. Um, but is, do, did either of you guys have like, are there stories or there legends outside of the Bible? You know, sometimes angels will come up in, in popular culture that aren't really connected with the ancient texts. Either of you know any? Nothing's really coming up for me. The only thing that and now is Gabriel the one that did the like the horns and the trumpets to like bring like I don't know. It feels like something may have been there, like the vibration to like bring something down. Yeah, to like bring in the end times. Indeed, that is um that it is Gabriel kind of. So I'll get into that in my research. That was actually interesting. Okay. I learned something I did not know. So yes, you were tapping into the Gabriel's horn. Do you want to just go ahead and educate us, Katie, and then we'll talk about our own personal experiences with him recently? Yeah. So let's do a little education on Gabriel because Gabriel shows up in the Bible, but also throughout quite a bit of history. And so this is super interesting. Gabriel is one of the first angels that's named. 
in the Bible. And mostly until very, very late text and into the New Testament, angels don't have names. They're just called the messenger of God, the angel of God. Um, and the word for angel and a human messenger are the same. So sometimes it's hard to tell. Are they divine? Are they human or or both? So we see we see Gabriel is first named in the book of Daniel, and Daniel is split into two sections. One is a story about um, Daniel and other Israelites in ancient Babylon, and then the second half of Daniel is this apocalyptic book, and Gabriel is named in the apocalyptic book, and he is helping give and interpret visions to Daniel. Gabriel then appears again in the Gospel of Luke, and he gives the good news, if it is good news, to Mary that she will be the mother of Jesus. And uh, so Gabriel appears to Mary and then later on to other figures in that story like Elizabeth and Zechariah. And then that's it. Gabriel is named in the book of Daniel and in the book of Luke in, in the Bible, and that's all. The name Gabriel means God is my strength or God is a strong man. But Gabriel shows up in Islam as well. And Gabriel is the intermediary between humans and the divine. And he helps give some of the revelation to the prophet Muhammad. I found out that Mormons teach that Gabriel was originally Noah. And that blew my mind. So I'm really curious what you all experience with that. So this would put Gabriel kind of similar to Enoch, who became Metatron, and to Elijah, who became Sandalphon. So whether we interpret that literally or just maybe as a, um, as a as a cool story. The role we see over and over of Gabriel is divine messenger, someone who helps interpret and make sense of potentially confusing messages like prophecies and divine revelation and apocalypses and virgins having children. And like Amy was tapping into, one of the things that gets assigned to Gabriel is this horn. And so you may be familiar with the African-American spiritual, like Gabriel going to blow his horn. And we usually have that as a sign of either the second coming of Christ or of great change. Um, however, that, uh, that great change is coming, like justice is coming to rain down on earth. But interestingly, Gabriel, the angel, is never mentioned with a horn in the Bible. And so this gets assigned to Gabriel, and there are trumpets and horns that get mentioned in the Bible. It's calling in this apocalypse, but not specifically with Gabriel. And it seems to have been associated with Gabriel beginning in like the 15th, 16th century, and then connected in African American culture, but we're not we're not exactly sure how those connections got made. So voila, there we have Gabriel in Judaism and Christianity and in Islam. So I love that Gabriel crosses all three Abrahamic religions, and then in in the Christian Mormon tradition has this kind of unique role as well. And Katie, you've told us before really what apocalypse means. So if we have a listener who is thinking who might not know truly what the apocalypse means. And because Gabriel's associated with the apocalypse, do you mind just telling us how that really, it's not like the end of the world. Right. Yeah. So apocalypse means literally revelation and it means to pull away the veil. So it means to pull away the veil between this world and what's happening in the spirit world. So the the most complete example of this is the book of Revelation in the New Testament, which is often wildly misinterpreted. Uh, so revel uh, apocalypses are about, and I'm putting this in big air quotes, they're about end times, but they're really a story told about the end times to illustrate injustice that's being done on earth during the author's own lifetime. 
So for instance, in the book of Revelation, Christians were being uh, persecuted. And so the book of Revelation is written in a kind of code to illustrate how God's justice can be done in the spiritual realm and on earth. Uh, at least in, in my opinion, uh, this is what apocalypses actually are. So Gabriel, we might also see Gabriel as coming in to bring in the realm of justice on earth, giving the good news like to Daniel, uh, who is a foreigner in a foreign land and being, um, we, we see that the Israelites are not allowed to practice their religion freely in the land of Babylon. Um, Gabriel comes to give the good news to Mary, and I see the message of Jesus as one that is ushering in ultimate justice, freedom, and peace on earth. Um, and that we, would make, oh, go ahead, yeah. sorry. Well, I was that we might be able to say the same about Muhammad. I, I just don't know enough about Islam to say that with, with confidence. So um, Muslim listeners, if you're listening, write in and tell us. And what were you about to say, Andrea? Well, it would make sense why African-Americans would yeah. use Gabriel as well in a in a time of horrible injustice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hadn't made the connection completely with justice until you asked that question. So thank you so much for the question. I'm going to make one of my major mind leaps here and Let's go really irreverent. <laughs> I think Gabriel will appreciate that. Talked about Gabriel and being associated with pulling away the veil so the human world and the spirit world can interact more clearly, perhaps. Mm. I'm thinking, oh, Gabriel would be awesome at Halloween. <laughs> say more yeah. how so because that's you know during that whole halloween by the way is not just one day it's about five days you know there's all there's the all saints day and all how's eat there's there's all of these sort of similar holidays that go around october 31st i think it actually starts october 30 i think it goes till november 3rd or 4th something like that um, but that's a time when there's the thinning of the veil and that's why we can connect with our ancestors or connect with the spirit world a little bit easier than the rest of the year. That's the legend anyway. So maybe Gabriel would be an awesome, fun being to hang out with around Halloween if anyone's needing some help there. I love the idea. I do too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a different type of haunt. So I've had some really interesting... Um, experiences with him this week and i'd like to know what you all have had, what your experiences with gabriel has been either just coming into this episode or in the past and do, how, how do those resonate with what we know about what how he's appearing in the bible and what katie just told us or or does it at all are your experiences completely different than the biblical version amy you want to go yeah. Uh, so for me, like my experience of Gabriel, right, it was introduced to me in relation with uh, writing. One of my mentors works with Gabriel when it comes to anytime she's doing like a live or like communication like this, like Zoom, like to allow for that, which is of the highest good to be spoken clearly through her, you know, for whatever, you know, even as we're speaking, maybe there's something that we've already spoken that's just going to click with somebody, you know, so bringing that essence to the table, those who are writing books, I feel like there's something there. Maybe it's us, you know, whether it's Gabriel or us tapping into that essence of Gabriel within ourselves, you know, it's like activating that higher, wiser aspect of communication. Um, for me, as 
I was connecting with the inner child wanting to come through for our previous episode. I felt like a, a strong essence of Gabriel coming through at the end. It was almost like there was some information that wanted to be shared. So the dreams aspect came up the him, or I want to say him, but Gabriel being that messenger, that speaker with mother Mary of, Hey, you're going to give birth to this, you know, with this being dream, you know, the dream time. That's something that I work with quite often. And they've been very strong lately. Um, which is funny that you brought up Halloween because some of my dreams lately have been like a, a dying aspect, but, and even within like a end of a life, there's a peace that can come through, you know, there's, there's us communicating with ourselves. And I feel like I'm kind of getting off track a little bit, but maybe it kind of all comes together anyway. Regardless, dream time, what are we trying to tell ourselves? You know, calling in Archangel Gabriel to assist us with our dream time, calling Archangel Gabriel in for maybe it is connection to that inner child or that, you know, some aspect within us, clear communication. What do we want ourselves to know if we are struggling with um, communication in general? What words do I want to speak? So for me, I just had a hand fast ceremony. So let me try that again. Polly and I, my beloved, just had a hand fast ceremony, which is similar to marriage, but it's not. But in writing our vows, that I'll tell you what, writing the vows. Holy cow. That's like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to say? What wants to come through? And so to me, I felt like the vows that ended up coming through me. I do believe that Archangel Gabriel was part of that to help me speak truth, to help me create vows that were fun and light at the same time. You know, it's like one of them was I wanted to address or wanted to speak into we're not always perfect. You know, sometimes we have that light side and sometimes we have that shadow shadow side, you know, when angry Polly comes out, you know, it's like, let me see the divinity in that. Let me see that that is a form of communication. So, um, yeah, that's what comes up for me is communicate like really all forms of communication, so to speak. Vows are, are funny. They can be very funny because we wrote our own vows as well. And there were certain things that I was sure I was not going to commit to. (laughs) Like what? Yep. I'm not promising that. <laughs> right. I can't. Yes. I don't even remember now. <laughs> and we we use vows that are from a, um like these druid vows from a book. And so I, I don't think I don't know how much root they have in kind of uh, antiquity, but they worked for us. But one of them, it's like you you can always have the first drink from my mead and the first bite from my fork. And Joe was um rec- was saying these, was like, what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the officiant was like, you chose these. I'm like, you chose these. So I, <laughs> I get, I get the first bite. Yeah. My husband wouldn't, wouldn't agree to that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amy, you mentioned something interesting <clears throat> with dreams, which I hadn't really connected there, but curious, like, I guess you could set your intention at, before you go to sleep at night to help 
understand your dreams or help have Gabriel come in as you're dreaming, or I guess even the next morning to help interpret like what, what, it, whatever the heck it was we were dreaming. Yeah, I think definitely for me, there, there's something about the waking up process, you know, yes, there is something that even before we go to bed, you know, if there's a question or something that, um, just might be big in our life, you know, there's an experience or something there who calling in those guides, calling in these beings to assist us in that dream time, if there's a question or if something just period. And then laying, like my favorite thing to do is in the morning as I'm waking up, just lay in bed to really reflect on, ah, what happened in the dream? What is the setting me up for within my day? Like that bridge, that bridging of both, both worlds is awake, physical, and that dream time. Yeah, that's really important. Well, Katie, what about you? What Tell us about you and Gabriel. How do you guys hang out? Um, Gabriel shows up, I think when I have an important message to give to a client um, that I'm working Mm. with. And that's, that's, I think mostly how I identify that presence so that, um, the good news, uh, so it's, it's more spontaneous and it's something like you need to, I I think this is something maybe that needs to be taken into your consideration. So it's generally when I have a message for others and I feel like Gabriel is very nearby, dreams, I associate dreams and visions with Archangel Yeremiel, who has been a background, Mm. kind of a background, important angel for me. And then Gabriel more with the interpretation Mm. or maybe Gabriel more with the like spoken written word. And then Yeremiel more for the unspoken written, not, not written, but the unspoken, the that mi- misty dreams and visions and that feel very hard. And then like, Gabriel helps me interpret, uh, interpret those. So I, interestingly, I don't associate Gabriel with dream time, although I'm not like discounting that. I, I just think it's fascinating. Different angels can show up for us in different ways. Um, so, I, I mean, I probably have a hard time dissociating Gabriel kind of from the story or from Christmas pageants. You know, there's always some cute child on a bath sheet and a Tinsel Halo <laughs> plays Gabriel <laughs> in the story, in the story of the birth of Christ. Um, so that's definitely like my first, kind of my first association. But that's also a small sliver caricature sure. of Gabriel, right? That's a very stylized um, portrait of Gabriel as Gabriel appears in scripture. So Gabriel's obviously much bigger than that. So, so again, not someone that I work with on an everyday basis, although I'm like, I communicate every day. I don't know why I don't. Maybe you're just uh, Gabriel's around you so often and it's coming in on a regular basis or you're tapping into that energy that you're not just you're not consciously aware. You're not having to be consciously aware that, oh, there's there's an other here. Maybe there's just a stream of energy. You're just when you start communicating, you just whoop, plug in. I like that. And uh, thank you, Gabriel, for not having such an ego that I have to be. (laughs) <laughs> sort of explicit <laughs> about it. What about I you, Andrea, that. though? You said you hadn't really worked too much with Gabriel. So what, what's resonating with you or not? Resonating? No. And I, I actually, you know, anytime we bring in one of these beings, part of me is like, oh my gosh, they go show up. <laughs> is anybody going to show up or is it going to be my grandma? You know, <laughs> come in. Um, I felt though, and sort of a, uh, as very subtle and just growing over the days leading up to recording this episode, a sweetness. I mean, a co- tremendous sweet 
enveloping energy where everything in me just felt very held and very light. And I just felt trust, you know, just like I was completely, literally like I was being held. And it, I was associating, it's definitely a texture for lack of a better word. I can feel it's the energetic feeling of another being. And the texture is sort of melted caramel. You know, and it's very the light. It's very goldy, and but it's it's just beautiful. It's almost like a the calm gold yellow of a sunset. It's mm. really beautiful. And then a few interesting things happened. I heard a sound. I heard like the prolonged soft sound of a violin. You know, just like one one note. Um but really sweet, just very, very sweet. Um, I did feel like I was associating him with children. So maybe that's my pop culture Christmas pageant thing coming in, (laughs) but animals, I had a real strong sense of him with animals. And I thought, well, he's not St. Francis who we associate with animals, but then the, the connection with Noah, might make sense like, mm-hmm. if there is oh, yeah. a connection with Noah of him of Gabriel really saving animals. Um, so just really interesting. Now something funny, and I'm going to ask you guys this too. Um, I did find myself feeling like he was male, but very androgynous. And I actually felt a, a full on, if I were going to put Gabriel into a human body, he would look a little bit like David Bowie. <laughs> I love it. Or Tilda Swinton. But he's male, like beautiful, though. That strike, like striking. I kept seeing blonde hair, blue, you know, super, super blonde hair, super chiseled features, this gorgeous, beautiful human male that could also have this very strong feminine energy. Now, here's the funny part I have never met a man named Gabriel in my life. I've met two this week. Oh, and oh wow. One of them had this kind of look. And then I feel like everywhere I've gone, I've seen men who, even on like te- television, like Netflix shows that we're watching, the main character comes in. And it's this blonde, chiseled, beautiful, beautiful human. So I'm like, there's Gabriel showing up as a as a dude. <laughs> So do you guys think of this being as a male or a female? Do you associate any colors, any sounds, any other sensory uh, kind of, what's the word? Not sensations, but what, like an imprint. Any any sense if you feel it, tap into him that you would be able to kind of distinguish him from Sandalphon or Michael or oh, right I not you know well y'all know me not so much kind of colors or visuals but more feeling right so I just just kind of know I just know when it's this that or the other but I, I can definitely identify with that feeling of sweetness it's a it's a more gentle energy mm-hmm. than like Metatron which is kind of freight trainish totally <laughs> me uh, yes. and Sandalphon you know I said that was our very first episode wasn't it Sandalphon mm-hmm. I think or, so yeah. And- and I, I said at the time I was a Sandalphon virgin, and I really I haven't connected that much with Sandalphon. Not like no disrespect, um, just not not a being that kind of comes into my awareness a whole lot. And so, but I I go back and forth with male female. Like sometimes Gabriel feels more male, sometimes more female, which totally fits in with my work on mm-hmm. you know I study gender in the Bible, and and I'm working on an article right now on transgender interpretations of the Bible, and that angels mm-hmm. are beings that 
morph. Sure. The way that they appear. So it makes sense to me. How about you, Amy? You know, I don't get like a strong sense of like female male or anything like that. Um, I do get this essence of like flow, just like this ease and flow, this like energetic field of ease and flow. It's like, it's almost like as we're speaking right now, right. It's just, it's just coming through us. There's, we're not trying to do anything. We're not reading off of, you know, a piece of paper. It's just this gentleness, this way of expression, this flow, there's nothing to do, nothing to be just by speaking. It's like that channeling that wants to come through. Yeah. And our prep time for this episode was little compared to most episodes Mm. too. So I think Amy, you're really, really speaking into that kind of that flow of communication. Like this just kind of, well, Andrea wrote our notes, so I don't know how long that took you, Andrea, but my prep, my prep time took about 10 five minutes, minutes. Yeah. like b- barely. Yeah, yeah. It just came. And actually to go move into a message from, him, I think we were all giving messages from him. I think that the message is this sort of relaxing and sweetness and trust. So you can tap into the energy of source. That's always there. And whether it's Gabriel or one of our other beings that we work with, or it's just your higher self. Um, it's somehow like relaxing and trusting. And actually a, a quick, uh, another message is coming. Um, and it's that angels or any beings are really there just to help facilitate that communication with your higher self or your personal communication with God your soul, your heart, but these other beings are there to facilitate that to the extent you need it. It's almost like a bridge, but, but I really feel that the message is that surrender, 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 and you're held trust that you're held. I I love that. Um, when I, even just this morning, I'm uh, helping out my in-laws right now. And this morning I said, I'm, I'm walking their dogs in the morning, their dog, in the mornings. And today I said, I'm going to come over at seven instead of seven 30, just because I have a busy day. And I looked at my calendar. I thought it's, it's a little, it's, it's like podcast day for me. I have, I'm recording three podcasts today. <laughs> so oh, You need Gabriel. Like, need Gabriel down yes. the table with you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I just had, it was interesting just yesterday as I was sitting down to do what I usually do, kind of my journaling and, and reflection, I, I felt a deep sense to connect with the Zodiac sign which I do, but not every day. Right. And so I, I mean, I usually have to look like what, what sign are we in? So mm-hmm. I was looking everything up and it was kind of tapping into new moon energy. And as I was refreshing myself in my natal chart, I was, I thought, Oh, we're currently in, in the season of Libra. And that's my first house in my astrological chart. So it's like, Oh my gosh, it's like my new year. Mm, like in what? my personal natal chart, this is like the beginning of the year. So mm. I, I just sat down to do, you know, normally I would do this around the solstice, but I thought I need some kind of kind of guidance and direction for the coming year, according to my own astrological chart and to really sit in some quiet and that sweetness. And so I mm-hmm. think that makes a lot of sense, just given what we're talking about today, that I think that was some Gabriel energy that was coming in unaware. And What's to have me just first... be in that calm, that kind of calm state. Mm. So you can receive and hear more clearly. Right. 
I do think a lot of times we're, when we're frenetic and running around and we've got monkey mind, those thoughts that come in tend to be louder, but they're not always the truth. Yeah. It's certainly true for me. What about y'all? You have to surrender and get quiet in order to hear those subtle little nudges. Um, Katie, what's the first house in astrology? So yeah, so your natal chart, your your divided, your natal chart is divided into twelve different houses. Yeah, twelve different houses, like in a pie chart. And mm-hmm. so your first house is what comes right after your ascendant line, which is your ascendant line is the moment, the moment when you're born, what sign the eastern horizon is in, and that sets in motion the rest of your the rest of your signs and your houses. And so the first house is associated with our really deep foundations, our earliest childhood years or earliest really infancy years and our kind of like our core values as well. So that was just time for me to revisit all that and get an alignment. And Libra is a nice, a nice one to do that because Libra is all about communication and uh, uh, relationships and balance and equity and balance. Yeah. And, and like this kind of those like scales of justice too. So it fits in very well with Gabriel. It does. Yeah. All, all the synchronicities all in one little package with a bow on it for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we are going to do something different today than our guided meditation. Amy had a really brilliant idea that just came up literally as we were hitting record. Amy? Yeah, yeah. So the invitation is for you to grab a pen and paper or pencil, anything you want to use to write with, you know? And I feel like ideally that's the best way because we're bringing heaven to earth, so to speak, when we're writing with a physical pen or pencil or marker, whatever you want to use. The point is something that's going to allow you to write. So get settled in, get cozy, get your pen, get your paper. And once you have it, we're setting the intention for Archangel Gabriel to connect with, to work through us. That even in our written language words, that there's a vibration to them. There is an essence to them. And this is just going to be a space to flow with whatever wants to come through you. So before we do, once you got your pen and paper, just close your eyes for a minute because we want to tap into our center, that connectedness to the earth, that rootedness of who we are, connecting to the divine above, being that clear channel for whatever it is that you need to know, anything that you just play just allow whatever wants to come through you so gabriel thank you for being with us for being here in whatever ways we need when you are ready to open your eyes the invitation is just to put your pen down on the paper and just see what wants to come through whatever words if you have a question you can write a question at the top and almost like you're responding to yourself just write i'm going to give you about two minutes just to write free flow do not stop just keep on writing even if you have nothing to say write down i have nothing to say just flow allow it to flow through you for two minutes 
Okay, go ahead and begin to wrap it up. Your last sentence or two. All right, and then when you're ready, Andrea, Katie, would you love to share how that was for you? What came up for you? What happened? Sure. I think mine was a continuation of the previous message I was getting. And it was more of like really just trusting and surrendering and learning to trust as an adult. So I wrote also like learning to love, learning to trust that adults take so much responsibility for our lives, for our houses, for our work for other people that we forget to allow ourselves to be helped and to be held. Mm. And we forget to ask for help or ask for other beings. So I wrote down, I heard very clearly, we got this. Mm. <sighs> the universe is conspiring for you. And then I wrote down, I have a, I have a dog here. I wrote like Simba. We have a dog <laughs> that we got when he was eight or nine months old. So he'd already had sort of a rough start of things. And over the last two years, he slowly learned how to really play and really love. Mm. So I think we need that reminder as adults as well. And I love the, the ask, like the asking aspect that asking for what we need 
you know, there's that's part of communication. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Katie. For that. Yeah, Katie, what'd you come up with? This is quite specific. And you want to share? <laughs> yes, I'll just read what I wrote. And I'll, I, I'm, I'm super, I, I don't do this kind of exercise, maybe, maybe in my journaling, but I'm not kind of making conscious connections. So I'm really actually curious about the process. So maybe Amy, after you share, I don't know if you wrote anything because I was not even looking at my screen. Maybe we can talk about the process too. Yes. Or because I think listeners yeah. may be interested in that. So this is mine. Our, our words have vibration. The birth of consciousness is being born in all of you. Um, if you let us, and I was completely surprised by the us, but it was definitely mm-hmm. us. If you let us work with you very deeply through everything, thoughts, words, deeds, mistakes, and accomplishments. Um, when your consciousness is raised, all of creation is elevated with aplomb and joy. <laughs> Old fashioned word. Uh, when you choose not to be elevated, we don't judge, uh, but you may need to wait a time before your turn comes again, and it always will. And then it was getting a little fuzzier, but something like, I'm I'm a collective and an individual energy, and so are you. And Jesus was a voice in this collective and still speaks through you. Mm, not through oh. me, but like through you know, the collective is a plural you. I love that, Katie. That was great. And both of us tapped into the we. Yeah. That's, That's interesting. Crazy. Yeah. I'm reminded Maybe. of Courtney Dyer when Courtney was here and talked about her white right. brotherhood of something, something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Purple flame. Yeah. So what I, I feel called to share a little bit, even though I wasn't writing with a pen because I was keeping track of time, I went ahead and just was writing through me what all my notes on my phone. And uh, I too, there was this aspect of that vibration of the words. That was a big message. Like, remember that there is something there, that perspective, that way that it's expressed. Um, And I started off with a thank you, Gabriel. Thank you for being here. If I were to share a message of what you, of what would it be? And the next thing that's kind of surprised me is I believe is a lie. What is truth comes in flow. There's nothing to go play with words, how they look, how they feel. What is the entry of share? What other messages can I share to channel for you? What would you, what would I ask? And it just kind of stopped. Like I paused there. So, um, but the main thing, so like, as we're writing, what is something within what you wrote that just really stands out to you? You know, maybe there's pieces that you feel like, no, I don't really resonate with this. Like everything I spoke, everything I wrote is not, you know, maybe fully there, but there's, you know, what is that piece that really did stick out the most? Um, Which for me is, I believe is a lie. What is truth comes in flow. And then you can start a second page, a second page, and just allow, start with that and see what next flows through you, what comes. Um, so Katie, I feel like you want to like, yeah, just I have, practice. Right. Yeah. Like practice. And I, you know, I think we've talked about this for, for those that are longtime listeners, but any, you know, any messages that come through are naturally filtered through our personalities and our biases. And I kind of use the 80, 20 rule. But 20% of this is going to be just pure Katie. And 80% of it is a collaboration. Because I have to choose the words ultimately. 
that get written down on paper, right? They're filtered like from thoughts and impressions and feelings through words. And so I'm curious, I don't know, do do, do y'all agree? Do you disagree? Does that I actually would say target? without a whole lot of practice, it's the other way around. 80% oh, yeah. is just area. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> That's just learn, watching people learn how to do mediumship. You know, you have to get right. through practice in order to get yourself out of the way and it's just a, it just takes practice and i think it's true with journaling or having any sort of message but i also think you know with these exercises we come up with what we both most need to hear right yes. like i needed to i need to write down and tape it on the bathroom mirror and on the fridge and everywhere we got this because mm. that's what i need to hear today there's a collective theme that comes up too. what, like, I noticed that when they're sharing within a group that a lot of times there's like a woven theme or a woven message. So being able to do this as an individual is one thing, but if you're able to do it more of a, a group setting, see what comes through as a group. Are there similar messages? Are there certain things that are really coming through? Well, I can't wait to hear listeners what you wrote down. Yes, please share with us. Any any last parting thoughts with with our friend here today? I gotta t- I gotta tell you, I'm really enjoying this energy so much. It's and no offense to Metatron or Michael or any of our other ones. They just I I agree, Katie. They came in like freight trains, and this one has just been so nice. This is more like a warm, soft blinky. Yes, your caramel <laughs> imagery. I like that. <laughs> yeah play, meet it with curiosity. You know, I feel like some of us may have stories of, I can't write or I can't speak or I can't do that. Maybe you can bring this energy into play with and meet with curiosity and see what comes up, what comes through. Yeah. Thank you ladies for playing and thank you spirit for this practice. That That was great. And Amy, I love how you gave, yeah. I love how you gave everyone permission to say, I don't have anything to say. (laughs) It's amazing how just writing that down can unlock the floodgates too. just acknowledging what is. Yeah. yeah, Thank you for that. Absolutely. Well, thank you ladies. Who wants to tell our listeners how they can reach out to us and find us and rate us and all that good stuff. Well, tap into Gabriel because Gabriel will help you with your communication. And then wherever you're listening to this, stop right now and click the little stars and give us a review. And if it lets you give a written review, please do that as well. You can do that on um, on iTunes, especially, which really helps get the ratings up. And we would love to hear from you what's taken place for you during this, this episode. If you've had your own experience, email us at magicalmysticaljourneys at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.